Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's for all on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out of bed. See the broken head of bed. Apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad attitude. Bad day, bad luck, bad do, bad red, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live like mother for others in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do bit. All my friends that come around, flats and flats, a party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs up down. What a mess, this town's tattered, my brain's splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212-4227 is our toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could be like Carver High. You could save 15% or more on your car insurance. He saved like 17%. Carver High, uh, did you have a nice uh, Pharelmas? I, I noticed that you have lingering, uh, you said possible, like, uh, outsiders may have brought in a little cold action. Because I got one, too. Did you know I was sick? I did not know that. I got it. I got the same thing you got. Mafia, you knew I was sick. I got a yeah, cold. I, I got a cold and uh, a bad head cold and cough. But I think uh, I actually think these people gave it to me. Yeah, the thing is, you get out of your everyday routine. Right. That's the problem. That's it. And then you end up sitting around the house for you a couple sound days. Like hell. I don't sound that great today. You're right. Uh, you but. sound terrible. So what I've been doing. So 34C got me off of the Afrin because it's like cocaine. Uh, if you do enough of that, they say it like tears up your face. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, I hear that like Afrin's really bad for you. You know, Dristan and Afrin, that stuff's like really addictive. So when you do it, like you'll use it for six hours and you got to do it again. You keep doing it again and again and you do it for like a week and that's all you do. It's the only way you can ever breathe. So they say you should use saline, right? Just like a saline liquid at the drugstore. So I got a big bottle of that, but I notice all that does is it's like putting water in your nose. That does not help you at all. It doesn't seem to help me at all. But I had the same thing you got. I got sick. I believe I got sick. Uh, I blame Mafia. Who do I blame? I blame all the suits for getting me sick. All the stress. You thought the family was going to be the thing that stressed you over the holidays, and it was the least of your problems. It was the least of my problems. Although I did uh, I did have a nice uh, Feralmas. Did you have a nice Feralmas, Mafia? You had your uh, daughter here. You had your uh, fiance. You had your family. I know that. I know that you had to deal with me several times on the phone, which is like going to federal prison. It's a gift that keeps giving. That was nice. Uh, my daughter's been down the first time we got to have her by ourselves for Christmas. How many times did you cuss my name uh, when you see me calling you and you say to Kristen? <laughs> uh, there oh, were Jesus. there were at least a handful. I, yeah. I don't care. There but were. I knew that you were cussing because I'd always apologize that I had to talk to you, but I did have to talk to you. You did. It was very important. Things going on with the but, business, but it was very important. Yeah, the website runs 24-7. I mean, we always got to be up on what's going on with that. Very important. All right, Matt, uh, but you had a nice Christmas. I did, yeah. Right. I got to do the show here. Hey, I had man. a fun doing that. Oh, that's right. You did a show. How'd that go? I heard you do the show. It went great. Chop and I listened to you. 
The fans loved it on Twitter. They called in. They were a big part of it. All right, there you go. And then uh, you guys had a good uh, uh, New Year's, New Year's Eve, all that. Did you have a quiet? Sucked. It sucked. What happened with you? Just awful. Everybody's sick at the house. It's Everyone's awful. sick. So it was awful. And what about yours? Just quiet. You know, with the daughter there, we had some friends over with their kid, and they, you know, I went out to like nine o'clock and. I went out to a ex- very expensive dinner with a bunch of people, and like there was like fifteen people. And how many did and, you actually like? Uh, I liked everyone, but I just, uh, I just, I didn't like the bill when the bill came. Everything was great until the bill came. Nobody helped you out with the bill. Well, there was a lot of help. There were three, three help, three families, right? So the, it was like the mob. It was three different crimes. So families. even your section of the bill <laughs> just wasn't enough. My section of the bill was like uh, we're in a neighborhood of four and a half. All right. Something like that. I wasn't interested. It was an expensive dinner. So I and I, and then I didn't get any leg afterwards, which was also a problem. It was problematic that I didn't get any leg. So when you you know you go out to a fancy dinner on New Year's Eve, you think you get a little action, but there was kids around and I couldn't get any action. It was very frustrating. Now that I'm back at work, I'll get no action. You know what I mean? Because I get home at 3.30 in the morning. Mafia and I always stop off in Harlem at the strip club. Wait, are we on the air? Check one, two, test. Uh, Matt Merchel will join us, uh, college football writer. He'll join us here in five minutes. And then Kurt Heelan, our good friend at midnight of the Billy Idol Hour of Love, uh, Midnight East, uh, NBC Pro Hoops Talk. That's going to happen later tonight. All of that live. We are here. We are live. We are in person in living color. Uh, the Sugar Bowl going on. What is it? 13 nothing Carver High? 13 nothing Georgia right there in that game. The best game of the day was the Rose Bowl, which um, Oregon was able to win. They got by, what was it, 28-27? Did you see the play when the guy broke free at the end of the game and he was running toward the end zone and then he ran out of bounds? If he would have scored, they would have covered. I did see that. That was a bad decision on his part to veer out of bounds and cost everyone a bunch of money. It happens. Not good. Not good. I don't like that guy. Uh, Alabama beat up on Michigan today. Wasn't Michigan winning at the half? 16-14? They were. They didn't score again. Never scored again. Congratulations. Another great job by Jim Harbaugh coaching the Michigan Wolverines. Can't win big games, right? That's the bottom line. Uh, That was the Citrus Bowl. And then Minnesota beat Auburn. I was very surprised at that one, Mafia. I thought uh, Auburn from the SEC beat Alabama. I thought they could easily beat Minnesota. Minnesota kicked their ass. They did. I mean, P.J. Flex was doing a great job there. It's been a good season for him, so maybe it's another step, the next step in the direction of them being, you know, contenders in that conference. They're always contenders, but they never can beat Ohio State uh, and win the Big Ten. That's all that uh, boils down to. Well, it's the first year that they finally came back, so. They're really good. Right. What did you think of that uh, Ohio State-Clemson game? It was an unbelievable game. It did change on the targeting call. It absolutely did, but I thought the better team won. I, I know that a lot of the Ohio State fans were crying after the game that they didn't get a lot of calls, they didn't get the right calls. Right. The better team won the football I game. would agree that they missed some calls, and uh, but I would also say the targeting call was deserved and uh, legitimate and was the right call. And I thought that um, the rest of the game was determined and predicated on you're up 16 nothing. you got to win the game. And that touchdown that the callback was the huge, too. And that was, again – both those I thought were the right calls. They might not feel that way in Ohio, but when you look at the replays, it was the right call to make. Which call was that one? I when, can't the running, when I think it was Dobbins, was they kind of 
caught the pass uh, as he was oh, going yeah. to the ground and hits the ground and moves around right, and yeah, said yeah, no yeah. touchdown. Right. I, all right. I'm with you now. I watched the whole game. I had to. I had to think back because, as you know, I can only think right, back. Right. Like a week you. ago at this point. Right. So. A week ago to me, I can only think back to last night and the dinner bill. You know what I mean? I got a one-day window for thinking back in time. Anyway, I just wanted to say one other thing about Christmas. We tore down all the Christmas stuff today. It's all gone. The tree. Saw the, the tree out there. Ornaments. Everything's the dude, gone. The tree you brought that was too big. It all ended. Like, it all is gone and everything. Ornaments, all the Christmas, the whole house decorated, done, gone. It's back to normal. We're back to reality. Reality check time. We're back at work. The whole deal. By the way, we're here uh, all week. I think we're here every day for the rest of our lives now. I'm here every night live forever. So uh, no more vacations. I know everybody gets all bent out of shape that I take off two weeks at the end of the year, and uh, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> okay? There you go. Uh, the national title game is set LSU-Clemson a week from uh, Monday in New Orleans. A week from what? Next Monday? There Correct. You go. Uh, the NFL playoffs start this week, and we'll talk about that all night tonight. And um, coaching moves. Ron Rivera gets the Redskins job. Browns and Giants are looking into uh, a new coach. Jerry Jones has still not fired uh, Jason Garrett. I wonder if he's going to fire him. I mean, you'd think he would have done it by now. Oh, that's what it is. He doesn't have a contract, so that might be the problem. I think there just has to be the final, yeah, he's not going to be back. Like, they just need to have that said. I think his deal runs out like the 14th or something. How inconvenient. Uh, Who's the best fits for the Giants and Browns? You tell me tonight. And uh, David Stern passes away at 77. You knew that wasn't a good situation when he had the brain aneurysm. Is that not accurate? He had like a an aneurysm or something. Yeah, in the last month, right outside the yeah, office. Yeah, and he was in the uh, ICU and everything else. All right, uh, Matt Marshall is up first. We'll talk about all these big games and bowl games and everything, college football and everything that happened today and the, and the national championship game next on a bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, eight five five two one two four CBS four two two seven is the number to get on the bench. George is now up uh, 19 zip. They went for two. That didn't work in the Sugar Bowl over Baylor. Matt Merchell is our good friend from the Orlando Sentinel. He was at the Citrus Bowl today. And Alabama was down 16-14 at the half and then dominated the rest of the game and beat Michigan. I was saying earlier, Matt, Happy New Year, first of all, that uh, – I mean, the bottom line is Jim Harbaugh never wins big games. I mean, uh, they were dominating, I thought, the uh, line of scrimmage. I thought they were more physical. I thought they had a great game plan. I thought they had everything going. They were pushing Alabama around a little bit in the first half. What the hell happened? Yeah, you know, I I think what happened in the second half was Alabama, you know, changed some things up on the defensive front line, you know, was able to shut down Michigan's running attack. I think, you know, you mentioned that the, the, the Wolverines were able to run the ball with a lot of effectiveness early on. I think they were averaging close to six yards a carry. Um, And I I think controlling that line of scrimmage really kind of helped them. That's why they were able to take the lead. But in the second half, you know, they just weren't able to get anything going. I think you saw Shea Patterson struggle a little bit to find some some receivers with some separation. And then I think eventually what happened was, you know, Alabama just had too many weapons. You know, uh, Jerry Judy played outstanding, obviously winning MVP. Najee Harris, you know, started to turn it up in the second half. I think Alabama just took over the game. They made better adjustments. And, again, Michigan, a Michigan team led by Jim Harbaugh wasn't able to adapt to those kind of uh, adjustments in the second half. So, uh, Judy is uh, highly thought of and high on draft boards, and his stock had to rise today with that kind of 200-yard TD performance. What do you think that did for him in terms of his uh, future and his pocketbook? 
Well, I, I think it added much value to it. I think that's what Nick Saban said after the game. You know, I mean, listen, he could have easily skipped this game. They had about nine players that could have skipped, you know, uh, getting ready for the NFL. But he wanted to come back and play for his teammates. And I think by doing that, I think he, he really did help his, his, his draft stock. I mean, listen, he was going to be a first-round pick, maybe a, a, a top part of that first round. But now you look at this performance, you think he's got to be at least maybe a top five pick uh, for a team looking for a playmaker, a guy who's got speed, uh, who's got some you know uh, ability to get separation from from the defenders and able to make some some great plays. He was all over the field today, and it seemed like you know whenever they needed a big play, he was right there for it. So here's a guy that definitely has the, the kind of tools that I'm sure an NFL team is, is really eager to get in the hold up. Matt Marshall with us now. Tell me about uh, the real story. Is uh, at the end of the day, is Saban after the game talking about Tua Tagovailoa, and and he allegedly will make a decision uh, according to reports. Uh, next week on, I believe, the 6th or something like that, he's saying he'll make his decision on whether he's going uh, to the draft or not. What do you feel is going to happen with him? Well, you know, I, I think it's very interesting because, you know, he's a, he's a guy that I think would love to go out on, on the right way, you know, love to, to finish his college career the right way. I don't think he feels like he did it that way. Now, if, he, if he's really interested in doing that and maybe he wants to try to come back, um, I could see that. I've heard some rumblings that maybe it's not necessarily a slam dunk that he's going to leave, you know, that maybe he's he's thinking a little bit about it. I, I'm not sure if that's the right move. Again, going to the NFL, you're going to be guaranteed some big money. You're probably going to be, from all accounts, going to be a first-round pick. That's that's going to help you out a lot financially. And, it, you know, it's going to take some time to get back, uh, you know, physically. I think he's still doing some rehab. He hasn't really had an opportunity yet to start running. He was on the field with, uh, you know, with a, one crutch under his one, I think it was his left side, so he's going to have to still continue to work to get back into shape. So whether he wants to do that and, and you know, go to the NFL and, and sit it out and make that money or whether he wants to try to come back, uh, I think if he comes back, it's a huge story. I mean, obviously, it's, it's the biggest story of the offseason because that would be something that would be interesting to see is can he get back physically and, and what will this team be like and what will he be like when he returns to the field? So uh, I thought Mac Jones had a really good game. Uh, three TDs, no picks, threw for over 300 yards. What did you yeah. think? Yeah, very, very great performance. I mean, listen, this is a guy that was a backup, you know, that, that you know, most people weren't even anticipating seeing much of except for, you know, in an opportunity, you know, to, to clean up in some games. For him to step in with, with Tua going down, I thought today's performance was just outstanding. You know, Nick Saban talked about it in, earlier in the week that, you know, he wanted his, his you know, he wanted Mac Jones to be Mac Jones. He didn't want him to try to be, you know, Tua and try to emulate Tua. And I think that's what Mac Jones was able to do. He got the ball to his receivers. He stood in the pocket several times and took a huge hit here and there um, and, and really was able to get the ball to the guys that he needed to get the ball to, made good decisions, didn't turn the football over. Those are all things that are going to wind up uh, helping you lead your team to success. I think that's huge for them, and I think it'll be interesting to see next year if Tua does decide to leave to, you know, to the NFL, does Mac Jones have an opportunity maybe to step in and, and maybe win that job? So, uh, Shea Patterson, I, I'm just going to say this. Uh, I thought that, that was his last game in Michigan. Bottom line is he did nothing in Michigan. I mean, that's it. He went up there, and frankly, I hate to be mean or anything, but he really did nothing at Michigan. Yeah, you know, I, I think the thing for Shea Patterson has to be the fact that he got there and they changed their offense two or three times, and they changed, you know, what I think that he, you know, Harbaugh changes staff two or three times, bringing in different guys. It was Pep Hamilton at one point? It was Josh Gaddis. I think they thought those things would fix it out. I feel, in a way, bad for the kid because he gets up there and has to try to change, you know, a little bit of what who he was. Um, but again, there were opportunities there for him to have some success. He wasn't able to take advantage of that. 
early on this year, he fumbled the ball way too many times, was too much turnover prone. And even in a game like this today, he, he wasn't able to kind of step up and really kind of take this, this team on his shoulders and lead them down the field. Really just kind of showed much of nothing today in, in, in their game against Alabama. So, uh, Matt Marshall with us, Orlando Sentinel. What do you think of uh, the national championship game with LSU and Clemson? It's just fantastic on paper. Lawrence never loses. Clemson never loses. They've won, what, 29 in a row, whatever it is. And then LSU's just kicking everyone's ass. They just pummeled Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what I've never seen – you know, generally when a, when a player's having a great year, he'll have maybe one or two games where maybe he's not, you know, the greatest, you know, maybe just good. Um, and I don't think we've seen that out of Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow has played at an elite level almost in every game. I think we've seen that. Uh, that, that performance against Oklahoma was outstanding, obviously. Um, and I think he's got one more chance to kind of add to his legacy if he can do the same sort of thing against Clemson. I think, to me, the, the, what's interesting about this game is going to be Clemson's defensive coordinator, Brent Venables, you know, a guy who does a really good job, one of the top guys, uh, defensive coordinators in the country. He's really got to figure out a way how to slow down Joe Burrow. He's got to make Joe Burrow look human. And I think right now I think that's going to be the challenge. And on the flip side of that, you know, like you mentioned, Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson hasn't lost. Trevor Lawrence is going to have to step up, and he's got to do basically what he did against Ohio State. He's got to take his team on his back and kind of carry them down there because if they get into a back and forth with, with LSU, it, it's going to be an exciting game, but it's going to be a long game for Clemson. So um, this guy, Rule, at Baylor, they're losing 19 zip in the Sugar Bowl. He has allegedly uh, turned down the Browns for an interview. The Giants wanted to talk to him. He said he's happy at Baylor and that he's more than likely going back to Waco. Do you believe him? You know, I, I think it depends if, if, if New York can give him a good offer. You know, I think he's, he's talked about how he, he's not going to – it would be stupid for him not to at least listen to some NFL offers. And I think that's what you have to say as a coach. You don't want to lie to your kids. You know, I, I think it has to be something great, something that he feels like he would be able to go, go somewhere and, and, you know, find a way to, to turn a program around, whether it's the Giants or, or someone else. But it has to be a good fit for him. And if it's not a good fit, I think you, you stay at Baylor. I mean, listen, you're building something really special there. I think you're going you know, to be able to continue to recruit there. Uh, you know Oklahoma is going to be the top program in that, in that you know, conference. But you could be that number two team that continues to fight with them every year. So um, I think Rule's done an amazing job. I, I mean, I think at some point he's not going to last long at Baylor. I think he's going to wind up somewhere else, probably more than likely the NFL. Whether it's going to be this next year or the year after that, I think it remains to be seen. So uh, tomorrow, believe it or not, is BC, Cincinnati, and Indiana, Tennessee. Two more bowl games tomorrow. I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, this is this whole schedule thing with the you know moving the semifinals to you know what is it the the 28th of December, right. and then we've got what is it like a half a dozen or or more dozen games after it you know bowl games after that is just kind of crazy. It really d does a kind of a disservice. I feel like there isn't much attention being paid to some of these games, especially after today. I mean, once you get through the rose and the sugar, I mean these rest of these bowl games are just they're just content filler right now. They're, they're almost like watching a you know, uh, reruns of shows on TV. You know, they're 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 exciting for the fans, but I don't know how much you know they're they're going to draw a lot of buzz, especially now that we've got to wait almost two weeks before we get the national championship game. All right. So uh, I went to Indiana, and I have to say, it's been it, for me like it seems like forever since they've ever uh, won eight games, let alone played in a, a in a Gator Bowl, which is kind of big for them. Uh, do you think they have any chance against Tennessee? I thought Tennessee played pretty good football uh, the second half of the season. Yeah, Tennessee's done a really good job over the second half. I mean, talk about a, a guy saving his job. Jeremy Pruitt was a guy who I thought maybe five or six games into this season, he probably would, wouldn't last on the end because, you know, they lost some early games at home. 
something just never happens in Tennessee football. But he's turned things around, really got them playing well, got him in a bowl game. I like Indiana. I mean, Indiana's playing really well. Tom Allen's done a great job with that program. You know, it's like you, you you know how it is with Indiana. I mean, you know, they're a basketball school, and you know, but when football can find a way to have some success, I think it's it's something that's very special. I think Tom Allen's been able to do that. I, I think this is going to be a close game. I think there that this is an opportunity maybe for for Indiana to make a big statement with a win over a program like a, you know in Tennessee. But I think again they're going to have to continue to play a strong defense like they have all season. All right, Matt, great stuff, brother. I'm glad you got to go to a good uh, bowl game today to see Alabama and Michigan. Thanks for coming on the bench. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right, Matt Marshall with the Orlando Sentinel. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, the wild cards are Saturday and Sunday. PharrellOnTheBench.com is on fire! We hit both of the national championship semifinal games. Last Saturday, I was 8-0 and in my bets. Get all the picks throughout the playoffs. Pharrellonabench.com does it all. Pro and college hoops, hockey, boxing, MMA, best price, best picks, best return. Pharrellonabench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. So there were games uh, like yesterday out the wazoo and today and everything, and, and we've been talking about the games uh, t- today for the most part, and we'll get into it a little more. But Arizona State beat Florida State in the Sun Bowl, 20-14. to 14. I, I think Arizona State created six turnovers in that game. And so Herm Edwards-D was rocking it. The Kentucky-Virginia Tech uh, belt bowl in Charlotte was crazy. Did you see that game? They got in a fist fight before the game. Did you see the guy sucker punch the other guy right in the mouth? Did they let that kid play in the game? I don't know, but that was, that was crazy. I'm not sure. He shouldn't have been able to play. He punched some guy right in the mouth. And uh, they, these people were just out of control. These two football teams were, I mean, it was, did you see it? They were like the cockiest, trash-talking, showboating, uh, overdone, overcooked piece of beef ever. These two teams, let's face facts, uh, folks, they're not that good to begin with, okay? They're okay, right? They're average, right, would you say? Virginia Tech and Kentucky are average. They're okay. They're decent, right? They're, you know, eight-win teams. Fair enough. But... The game was great, 37-30, but every play there was, you know, dancing, showboating, personal fouls, uh, trash talking, you know, antics near the sidelines where players were talking smack to the other team and the coaches. Did you see it? It was like out of control. And then uh, Navy beat Kansas State. That was in the Liberty Bowl, 20-17. to That was a pretty good game. Texas beat Utah. Was anyone surprised at how badly they kicked their ass 38-10? Like, what happened to you? You know, Utah never recovered from the Oregon game. Absolutely not. That's one of those teams where sometimes teams go into bowl games knowing they're playing, you know, that their season's lost already. Like, Utah lost such a huge game to Oregon. They could have been in the playoff, and instead they got to go play Texas in the who cares bowl? The Alamo Bowl. Awful. They, They got whacked. Ellinger threw for uh, three touchdowns for Texas. And then uh, the Red Box Bowl, everybody's favorite. Cal beat Illinois by 15. Louisville beat Mississippi State in the Music City Bowl by 10. Western Kentucky beat Western Michigan in the uh, Nobody Cares Bowl. Florida over Virginia. How about the end of that game? Did you see with no time left, Virginia throw the touchdown pass to get the cover? That was great. 36-28. How about some asshat? Did you see the guy arguing with me about that one? Uh, guy was mad that I uh, that I had Florida on the money line and uh, Virginia on the 14-point spread. It's not okay, apparently, to bet on uh, Florida at minus 700. Uh, you still got to lay the 700 bucks, you stupid ass. 
right? Am I wrong? Like, you know, don't waste your time writing me or tweeting me or calling me with all your nonsense. If you don't like my bets, stick it in your ear. You know, it's so funny. I hit both ends of the bet, but I still get crap. Like, are you kidding me? Shut your face. Notre Dame, how about them, uh, Carver High, blowing out Iowa State in the World Bowl, Camping World Bowl. But the thing that impressed me was, uh, like, Ian Book went off in that game, 247 yards, but he's coming back to South Bend. Yeah, and that's smart for him because you look at a couple years ago, like uh, like Deshaun Kaiser left a little early. I think he should have stayed another year. Right. And, you know, it ended up not working out for him too well in the NFL. Book smart. Go there another year. You've been playing there for a couple years now. Have a chance to do something big next year. Then he'll rise and And they were mad, and they deserve to be mad. We talked about this before we went on break and when the bowl games came out. They shouldn't have been playing in that game. They were a 10-2 team. They should have been in one of these big bowls. The committee screwed them, and they went out and they took it out on Iowa State. So that's a nice job by them. I thought the uh, Penn State-Memphis game was pretty good. Penn State eventually rubbed them out uh, 53-39 in the uh, Cotton Bowl. And then, of course, uh, feel free to call me and tell me what you think of the uh, national championship game because LSU pounded Oklahoma. What more do you need to say than Joe Burrow almost throws for 500 yards and seven touchdowns, and then Clemson down 16 nothing. Uh, they come back and win that game 29-23 over Ohio State. I went 4-0 in the semifinal bets, 8-0 on Saturday in my bets. Uh, and then you go back even further, Air Force over Washington State by 10. That was in the Cheez-It Bowl. Everybody loves Cheez-Its. Michigan State beat Wake in the Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium, the boogie down. Uh, North Carolina blew out Temple in the uh, Military Bowl, 55-13. A&M over Oklahoma State in a good game. I hit that both ways. A&M wins it 24-21 in the uh, Outdoors Texas Bowl. And then uh, Iowa blew out USC in the Holiday Bowl. Pitt and Eastern Michigan had a great game. That was the Quick Lane Bowl. 34-30 Panthers win it. And then uh, Louisiana Tech beat Miami. How about Miami can't score a single point in their bowl game? How like, embarrassing was that? How it just utterly a disgrace. Just to be a fan of the U for that game is just its awful. How do you lose to uh, Louisiana Tech? Now, grant you, they won 10 games, but Miami has no business losing to them. And no, no Power 5 team has any business right. losing But they, they couldn't even score a single point. That was my problem. Like Manny Diaz, did he not get that job? And everybody was all excited about Manny Diaz and everything. And the bottom line is Manny Diaz did a crappy job at at Miami. Am I wrong? Awful first year. Awful. So he's not going to last. He's not going to last at 6-7. and Do that again, you're fired. You have another year like that, you're in trouble. If he doesn't win nine games next year, they're going to fire his ass. I don't care what contract he has. They might as well have Pharrell as the coach. Especially Christ. after he basically stole him back because he was going to leave. And you're like, no, no, come. And he ditches the other job to come back to you. And you're like, Wasn't thank God. Yeah, and you're like, thank God we kept him. And then he gives you that. Oh, what an egg they laid. Hawaii beat BYU in the Hawaii Bowl. I hit that game 38-34. That was good. Uh, Central Florida all over Marshall in the Gasparilla Bowl. I know everyone watched that one. Arkansas State over Florida International in the Camellia Bowl. How about these crappy bowl games? Florida Atlantic over SMU. How about Lane Kiffin getting the old Miss job, and then he goes out with a bang and beats SMU? Do you think he'll do well in Oxford, or do you think he'll just cheat? I do think he'll do well. How do long will you, he do you think be there? He'll beat, uh, I think he'll be there for a while. I really do. I think that'll be a long stop for him. I hope so. He, I, he moves around a lot. No, but I think he'll actually be in Oxford. My guess is I'm going to say – 
six to eight years. I, I truly believe that. All right. I hope so. I, I think he's staying there. Like, how many jobs can you possibly have? Because he did go from, like, the high rise down to the slums. And now, I mean, Boca's nice, but FAU doesn't matter. And now he's going to uh, Well, he went to the FAU SEC. after the Alabama coordinator job, right? He went from Alabama. He couldn't do that anymore. Wanted to be a head coach again, which so he, he get. So he took it. And now he's risen back to the AC, uh, the SEC. So now he has to show some respect and stay at that job for at least five or six years. Well, not only that, you know, you're getting these gigs that he got because of having success at the lower levels with these smaller teams against smaller competition. Now you're back up with the big boys. I don't think he's going to have the same success at Ole Miss that he, but had, he had. But he, but he did do a great job. He did do a at great Alabama. job, and even at FAU, at Alabama, that offense was sickening. Right, he was doing great at FAU, but now you're back up with the SEC. And you're not going to have the same easy road, you know, in your regular season. So I think it's going to be a while before he gets good enough again to but have a chance they, another job. Let me ask you this question. Aren't they in the midst of, am I wrong, a massive cheating scandal at Ole Miss in everything? Yeah, they've got some issues there. So they got some major issues. So he's got uh, to dig them, it would appear to me, out of a grave. Money in the crate. That's my boy Drake. Have you heard that song with Rick Ross? Put my money in the crate. Money in the crate. I can't play that song on the air. There's too much swearing in it, but I enjoy it immensely when I play it for my mother-in-law and my young daughter and we dance in the kitchen naked. Actually, I didn't dance naked with them, but I wanted to with the uh, Drake song. I thought it was good. Here we go. Uh, Liberty beat uh, Georgia Southern. How about Liberty with Hugh Freeze? They won eight games. Not bad. San Diego State blew out Central Michigan in the New Mexico Bowl. Appalachian State over UAB. Washington blew out Boise. I hope Chris Peterson's getting the rest he needs. You know what I mean? Because he needs some rest. So he coached him one last time, and they kicked Boise State's ass. Had to be fun having your old coach spank you. Call you Charlie. Kent State upset. Uh, Utah State, I guess. Buffalo blew out Charlotte. And then you get the games today. Uh, Georgia's up at the half, 19-0 on Baylor. Oregon, 28-27 in the granddaddy. Uh, 28-27 over Wisconsin. Minnesota, 31-24 in a very good Outback Bowl. And Alabama, 35-16 over Michigan in the uh, Citrus Bowl. Do you believe that uh, – you haven't told me your opinion. Do you think is going to go pro or is he going to stay at Alabama? I think he's going to stay. Really? I do. Get another year, still get the money. Yes, I think that he's going to— Because he comes back healthy, has a big year, he'll, he'll still be drafted high. I, I think he's probably heard he isn't going to go as high as he probably wants to. What about you, Mafia? Do you think he's staying? Or I going? think so. I think that you know he's bought into Alabama so much, and now that he's heard that his stock's dropping, he's not going to be the top guy, he might not even be top 10. He's saying, all right, you know what? If I go back to this program, which wins every year, all I have to do is step on the field, and we're probably back in the national championship game once again. So if I do that— I'm back in the you know, top pick or top three. Why would I go and be number 20 and make so much less money? All right, so um, we'll come back in the uh, second hour, and we'll start talking about these NFL coaching openings. Ron Rivera gets the quick turnaround gig with the Redskins. Do you like that hire, Carver High, uh, for him? I do like it, yes. And then he hires uh, Jack Del Rio Smart. as the defensive I coordinator. Love that hiring. And then I'm hearing that all the other ones, Callahan and the rest of the coaches, are getting whacked. So you'll have that. Uh, the real story is who's going to get the uh, Cleveland and, and Giants gigs. And, and isn't the other one uh, the Panthers? Yes, the Panthers the, are, have an opening also. And, that, and that's it, and right? And maybe the Cowboys. And maybe the Cowboys. Do you believe that uh, the Cowboys gig will be Lincoln Riley's, or do you think uh, it would be someone else? 
I have no idea. All right, so when we come back, we'll talk about it and, and see if you think Mike McCarthy will land uh, that giant Brown or Carolina gig. Do you really see Mike McCarthy going to the Dallas Cowboys for Jerry Jones? Because he's basically interviewing for all the other gigs, right? He already interviewed with Carolina. I know he's interviewing with the Browns and the Giants. I actually think he'd be good with the Giants. I think that would be a smart hire by them. And then I think maybe Eric Bieniemy is going to get one of those other gigs. I really do. It's Pharrell on the bench on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.